to the cloud. Yep, we are good to go. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Sarah Waggle. Welcome back to the Divinely You podcast, as well as the Bodybuilder Project series. Um, I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, I'm a life coach. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. I'm an author. I'm an accessible tech hobbyist and art and crafter. So I do all kinds of different things, all the things that make me divinely unique. And that is sort of the concept behind divinely you. And is it, it is all of the things that make you divinely unique. So tonight on the podcast, I have Anna and she's here to share with us her holistic journey of nutrition and fitness. And so let's just dive into your story. We've had some fun technical difficulties tonight. So let's just, uh, we're just going with it. So yes, go ahead, Anna. yes, we are. I have my computer plugged in. So, oh, good. Power so we won't have low battery issues then. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm not going to play it. You know, I'm going to play it safe on this one. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's just get started with your journey. I know you have a really unique story about how um, fitness and health sort of became a priority for you, even though you kind of had the education in it, Mm -hmm. it still became more of a personal journey. So let's go ahead and share like what your journey has been for you. Yeah. So I, you know, grew up playing sports. I played soccer, um, really the only sport out there in my opinion. So, um, so I, you know, I grew up in that sort of like athletic and then I actually joined, um, the military out of high school. So when I was 17 and so that really started to, um, kind of really like solidify that like fitness was a part of my journey. And then in college, like I became yoga certified and I just, it's really in college, I found myself um, loving like the group classes and learning how to like actually lift weights. Cause if you're a high school athlete, at least back in my day, so like I'm 33, I feel like athletes are like a little different now. Back then it was like, you're kind of in the weight room and you kind of just did things, but you didn't really know what you were doing. At least that was my instance. Um, and yeah, like you're young, so you could do whatever you wanted, you know, typically, and that could hurt. So anyways, um, yeah. And then, but I always was kind of interested in nutrition, but I went into college with like a communications, you know, I thought, okay, I like to talk, I guess I could do communications. And then I ended up having to take an elective course and I took nutrition over a break. I think it was the summer break and it was an online course. And I fell in love with like actual nutrition, what nutrition was. And so that's when I decided to, I actually um, was founder, like founding president of the Nut Club Nutrition Club. Um, in at UW Lacrosse in Wisconsin, and um, and then and that's when be, nutrition became a minor, like it never was before. So um, kind of all around that same time, and then so I really studied started to study in college, and that just kind of like solidified um, my love for it. In the meantime, I'm really active with the National Guard, um, you know, and and making sure that I'm in physical shape for that, you know, pursuing uh, health in college, you know, and that sort of thing. So that's where I kind of got my start with it all. Um, it wasn't like I went through this, all my life was terrible, you know, and then I found it. So I was the girl that like, I would like on road trips, I'd have like bags of vegetables and I would just eat them and people would be like, you 
are ridiculous. And I'm like, you won't, you know, he wants them. So, but, um, but part of that was I started to learn so much that it was almost too much. And nutrition became almost this unhealthy fixation in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was so healthy. I was unhealthy. So I don't know if anybody can relate mm -hmm. to that where it becomes all consuming, you know, almost a sort of an addiction. And, um, and so actually kind of processing a lot of that stage now where I kind of like, you know, now I kind of see some things that I didn't in some trends. Um, and but looking back it, it you know it, it was interesting so I, I can keep going but i don't know if you want to you know interject or um. yeah kind of dive a little further into the i was so healthy i was unhealthy like what did that look like for you because maybe people can relate but they maybe don't know how to define that yeah and, and and for me it's all about like freedom so like right now i'm actually free to choose healthy i'm free to choose unhealthy stuff and i like if i have something unhealthy i don't feel guilty i don't lay in way awake but um where you know i can look back and i can remember like oh no thank you i don't want cheese i don't like cheese you know i was like i didn't not like it i just thought it was too unhealthy so like then i didn't you know have it and so you um, kind of deprived yourself of something that you might have considered quote unquote unhealthy exactly but then i as many people can probably relate for me that led to like closet binge eating Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that is where I just, I wasn't free. Now, now I freely choose. Now, a lot of times, sometimes I have cheese, sometimes I don't, but it's very like, it's, it's a free choice. It's like, it doesn't matter who's around. I'm going to yeah. eat pizza or I might eat the like zucchini pizza. That's like super healthy. It, it, you know, it, it just depends, but I'm, I'm free to choose that. And, and I can really moderate that and like, okay, this actually, it's healthy for me to eat a cookie right now, because if I don't, I can, I can see myself like going off the deep end later. So, um, so that, and then even working out, like, um, it, it became like kind of like a role and um, an identity of mine to be really good at PT within the military. And mm -hmm. then my role also was like on deployment, I was a chaplain assistant. My job was to protect the chaplain. So, and when you're like in a male dominated world, it's mm -hmm. even more intense, like you've got to prove yourself even more. So like I would max the females PT test, which is like a hundred out of a hundred points. But then I'd hear, well, the females have easier standards. So it's like, okay, so now I got to work, push myself harder Much to max harder. the males. Mm -hmm. And then once you max it, you can't not max it, you know? So it just, so this is kind of my environment of just, you know, pushing myself and making sure that I was, you know, always in that peak condition. So kind of like fueling that addictive behavior in the sense that, like if I, if I didn't get a workout in, I wasn't okay that day. Like I centered my relationships around a workout mm -hmm. and for some people, they might be able to do that and they can still be healthy. But for me, it became unhealthy. And, um, and then also I think like body image wise, I don't know how you feel about this, but as a woman, you know, it's like, what is, what does a perfect body even mean? Because even a, you know, a thin woman is still comparing herself to other women typically. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and so it's like, even when I was at my, even if I felt like I had attained my peak, whatever that was for, you know, the season, 
it was like, well, now I mm-hmm. can't lose this. So it just became such a like unhealthy, you know, body image, you know, and that sort of thing. So actually I ended up um, developing disordered eating and mm-hmm. it probably, it would have been a full blown eating disorder had I, um, been able to like actually purge like I so I I so because of the like the deprivation for so long it turned into binging and then and but I couldn't purge um right. like I physically couldn't you know I I would try which I'm very thankful for but <laughs> I purged I, you know it's just like I don't you know I and, and my heart goes out to people you know who do that because sure. I, I I probably, you know, um, would have, but I purged calories through then exercise. So I pushed my body even harder. And and really what I learned was pushed to the point of inflammation. You know, Mm -hmm. exercise can be good, but exercise is stress on the body. And after, I mean, by the time I hit 23, my body was just like, my knees were shot. Um, I, you know, I really started to develop like mental health issues, my guts out of whack, you know, and just, and then the bit, the binging didn't just stop when I couldn't work out anymore. So mm-hmm. then that layered on even kind of more of that depressive state. And, um, so, so yeah, so, you know, I kind of have that, like I was healthy, then the pendulum swung way too much. And then, you know, it was was kind of like, I call it kind of like a coming to Jesus moment when one morning I can remember just waking up in bed and waking up. And I realized like every morning I wake up and think about how fat and overweight I am. Yeah. And, um, I had such body dysmorphia at that time that I don't, you know, I can't even necessarily, I did look at some doctor records and within eight months I did gain 14 pounds. Mm -hmm. So my body definitely was under inflammation, you know, and, um, and as a health person, like I would go and I would like go through drive throughs and sometimes I'd go through and I would, I would like, I knew they, how bad they were. So I would go through and they'd be like, can I help you? I'm like, no. And I would drive away, you know, and other times I might go to one drive through and then I would go to another, you know, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't tell anybody I was supposed to be a health person. Right. So, you know, it just, so basically there was that, like, I just realized waking up and all I could think about was how unhealthy I was or how overweight I was. I realized I needed help. So I went to counseling and actually backed way off of nutrition and was like, I can't care about it because it's not healthy for me right now. And I focused so on- So it's like nutrition almost became your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And probably fitness too. Yep. Um, I think that sometimes we, oh, we, um, And so I've always been like a fairly curvy person. So I haven't always like been able, like once I started to put on weight in my late twenties, like it's never really come off, you know, unless I've made like insane effort. But even then, like I was efforting so hard, my body was just like, nope. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's almost like we can be counterproductive in the nutrition and fitness Mm -hmm. arenas if we try too hard, Mm -hmm. be that that body shape that we think we have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I think that's just really, so like I, I coach a lot of people now. And so that's why, you know, it's, it's like, it really, if we're not like mentally healthy, it doesn't matter how physically healthy because we'll be under so much stress that what we're doing can be counterproductive and stress is so 
negative on our, you know, on our body and, you know, realizing, and I think we just learned that the hard way sometimes. And so for me, it was like just hitting different rock bottoms of like, okay, you know, and, and, and I remember like, um, me, like, close relationship with the Lord. And it was like, like the Lord took working out away from me, you know, mm-hmm. and he took like eating healthy away from me. So it was like, what I had wasn't working anymore. So I had to find other tools. And that's when I learned like different self-care. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then after a time away, like nutrition was brought back, but it was a brought back like in a healthy way of like, no, sure. like you really are made for this world, but let's, let like take two, you know, <laughs> let's try this again, you know, um, let's take now what we learned about the mental health and, you know, kind of that. So, um, I actually started working with teens. So when I kind of took a break from nutrition, I interned my church and I was working with teens and that was great. And, and I, I love teens. I think, cause I'm a teen at heart. I think like I'm, stuck <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're a little more mature than me, I think sometimes, but, um, but I, I love my, my young adults and teens. And so, um, I, you know, working with them, um, kind of brought back the, like the mental health that's mm-hmm. our nation and especially our teens and younger and younger and younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that kind of like, there's a couple of things we could talk about here, but one of them is like, you know, you talked about like the Lord took away fitness and took away nutrition. It's like he took away your distraction so you could actually focus on your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And so do you kind of see like the parallel of that in like 2020? Like look how much we've had taken away from us so that we kind of were forced to focus on our families and our home life and our mental states and all of that. At least that's kind of how it's been for me is like yeah. took away everything else and look what's come out of it right now. I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know. <laughs> that has been like the out of this, I've heard, I heard it before, but it's wrong true this last month to me. You know, I was like mocking the 2020 perfect vision thing, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, what an I, you know, what a ironic statement. And then the, this pet is like, no, you know how much clarity I've gotten in 2020? Yes. It just comes in the weirdest ways. I absolutely agree. And it's like when we are stripped of the extras, we're down to our bare bones. And that that allows us to rebuild and say, what do I we literally have? think that God, the universe, the divine, whatever you need to call your higher power, I feel like that was the thing for 2020. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, it was devastating. We got all of this mm-hmm. taken away and we had this illness mm-hmm. come up and all of these things. We were also pulled away from all these distractions of everything outside of us. And we were pulled within ourselves to be like, what's really important to Mm -hmm. you in your life? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I absolutely, I do. And I do see that. And so it's like, I, you know, and, but let's be honest, like we, we go into these kicking and screaming. Most of us, some are like, you know, more in tune, but it's just like, no, I don't want that taken away. You know, it's resistance. Yes. I yes. Coach around resistance all the time, as I'm sure you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Like to fast forward, I mean, we, we'll go back, but like now, like I was always like, oh, I can never work out at home. Like I'm not a workout at home person. I got two little kids. Like you guys realize that that's like impossible, right? Well, now I really enjoy working out at home because I can get my workout in at like 7.30 or 6 mm-hmm. in the morning. And then I still have my whole morning. So if any, so we used to go to the Y and I would check them into daycare for like three hours. 
And like part of that was working out. Sometimes I didn't even get to work out because I was so busy with other stuff. Yeah. So now like, and honestly, it's a lot of fun. They drive me nuts sometimes, but sometimes like Cora's like getting on my back and she's being all silly. And it's like, it's a fun workout, buddy. And they like, Betty like was like doing like one handed push-ups with me the other day. Like, like really like stuff I was doing and doing it. And it was like, I would never have this if, I was working out away from them. Well, and the other thing that came out of it was, um, so we have the fitness and nutrition challenge group that I created um, here on Facebook. And it was basically like a few friends and I who aren't in the same geographic location, but one of them was like, I really wish you were here because you'd motivate me to work out. And I was like, well, I'm thinking about doing this squat challenge. Do you want to join me? And all of a sudden we have 22 other people that wanted to do a squat challenge, which morphed into a push-ups challenge. And now it's a nutrition challenge. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's centered for people who need, who want to learn these things from a very basic level. And it's a very judgment free environment. Um, but I'm, I love it because it's like the things that I don't think about because, you know, I've, I've been studying nutrition for the better part of the last decade. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's stuff I don't think about that these, that some people just aren't aware of in the grocery store and other things like, Hey, where can I get a protein packed snack rather than just a, a sugary candy bar or a sugary yeah. granola bar. And I'm like, I don't even think about where those are anymore because I gravitate to that aisle. I don't even hardly go down the mm -hmm. candy aisle. I do sometimes obviously, but yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, I really do want just a protein bar or I go to the deli section for the protein snacks in the, you know, in the boxes or whatever, mm. you know, but I don't think about the fact that people don't know that grab and go type things exist, Yeah, but there's plenty of people who don't, or they don't know how to prep fresh vegetables and fresh fruit, mm -hmm. you know, whereas I learned that from the Food Network and YouTube, you know, over the last decade. So it's kind of fun to dive into working with a, with a group of people who are really learning and are like, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's that thing that I've like known about. So I think what I'm learning about this year is in addition to everything else is I really take for granted, not only the coaching work that I do, but my fitness and nutrition and how much I am aware of it. And just like you, I didn't think I could work out from home, but I managed to do a hundred squats a day for 30 days at home. So <laughs> That's 3,000 squats. That's more than some people do in their life. That's awesome. Yes, I did them live because my group is centered around um, blindness and low vision participants. And so I audio describe what I do. So that's partly why the fruits and vegetables thing is so important because when blind and low vision folks go to the grocery store, if they don't have a sighted assistant, they don't know about the grab and go section and the produce section, you know, where the, the fruit's already cut up. And so you know, these are the things that like you probably glance over and you see it and, oh, that's a new thing. Um, but you know, a lot of people use instant card or something like that. So they don't even know that those things are available. So and this past year, there's so many new options like quinoa bowls and that sort of thing. And there's so much new stuff coming all the time. Yeah. How I, I can't even keep up with it. Yeah. yeah if you don't have a the ability to see very well, mm -hmm. I can't imagine that. Yeah. So it adds a little dynamic to it, but it's been a learning opportunity for me to yeah. step back and be like, shit, yeah. <laughs> I take stuff for granted. <laughs> yes. You know, and I, yeah. And I, I feel like that is what 2020, you know, if anything, like clarity is, mm -hmm. yeah. What, yeah. What you need, what's extra, what's, you know, 
what do we want? What, what do, do we, we really want? Exactly. So let's dive back to um, mental illness or mental, yeah. st- mental well-being. We'll call it that. Um, talk to me about like what it has been for you mm-hmm. to improve your mental well-being and how that's sort of connected to the fitness and nutrition piece. So, you know, having the, my, you know, my go-to lifestyle stripped away from me, um, you know, bodybuilders really like building the body back up. And so I had to learn self-care in different ways. Mm -hmm. So like one of the things for me, like what I realized is one, I would go to food to numb the pain, the stress Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to deal with the pain, the stress and all that, you know, so, so my mental well-being was, you know, so throughout the years, it's been counseling, it's been life group, you know, um, like, like group, like Bible study groups, it's been life coaching, you know, I love life coaching, you know, and I think some, there's such a place for life coaching, because it's like, I could go to a counselor, there's gonna, you know, but like, I, I need, I need some like action steps, you, you know, and that sort oh, of yeah. thing. So there's been asses out here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love my life coaches and, you know, and there's so many different types too, yes. you know, and, um, so those, you know, just different classes I've taken and, you know, and, and really, um, investing in myself. So like even just cause a little, you know, off topic, but it's just like, I don't buy the nicest, trendiest clothes, but I invest in my health and myself, you know, in different ways that, um, I mean, I still like to look nice, but like, you know, so that's just where sometimes it's, it's just our priority. So I've just prioritized, you know, in that sense, but even like very on in my journey, like one of my counselors, like my, my assignment was to stay home on a Friday night and like, and what am I going to do? You know, like hyperventilating, like, oh, I'm going to be so bored. Like this, like fear of boredom. Cause I don't know if you follow the Enneagram, but I'm a seven. So like have to have fun all the time, (laughs) you know? So one of the things is I learned to enjoy movies. Like, and I actually really like movies Mm -hmm. and like, so reading movie or finding books that I like, Mm -hmm. you know, or taking baths. Like I just found different stuff that I actually enjoyed that had nobody ever, if that counselor had never challenged me to do that, you know, I was really like, well, the only thing I can do is eat and work out to like have fun or calm myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that was kind of early on is just finding different things that I like and allowing myself to enjoy and explore different, um, avenues. So that, um, you, you know, so I think too, sometimes like I've been in such a health world that sometimes I forget like stuff was impacting me. So like now I'm just looking through and I mean like, wow, that was really dep- depression. That's really anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of thing. And as I was talking to somebody today, they're like, you know, sometimes we're just not ready to face stuff, you know, yeah. um, it, it's just different times. So I, looking back at my journey, it's just been these, these layer of onions and like ready to admit, you know, okay, this, this isn't, you know, a thing. So I might, a squat challenge might not be appropriate for me, you know, like a stay at home and take a bath challenge might be appropriate (laughs) for me. (laughs) Maybe that'll be one of my challenges. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Like I live in Arizona, so taking a bath every day is not going to happen, but (laughs) 
That's true. We're in Wisconsin. It's a little different. A yeah. little different. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about sort of away from fitness and nutrition. What have you gained or what has come from, and we kind of just talked about a little bit with the mental well-being, but what has come from your journey that hasn't necessarily been like the expected, my body feels good sort of conclusion or, or a, you know, space where you're headed, but like what's been something that's come out of it that maybe you weren't expecting or something that's like you determined as a result of the health and fitness journey, but maybe wasn't the obvious result. I think it was just re-solidifying the fact of how much I love to help other people through this. Mm-hmm. Um, because just my struggles and, you know, and it's like, I'm not coming to you, you know, and I think what's a little like deceiving about me is I'm a small statured person in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I almost feel this energy from people like, but you don't get it. And it's like, yeah. no, I work really hard to have my health. And actually yeah. it's not about my body image anymore. It's about mm-hmm just aligning with health for me. So that I'm sleeping good, that I have good energy during the day. You know, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Like I, like I, I, I battle against like caring about what my thighs look like. You know, I I don't, (laughs) I don't know if any woman doesn't at all, like zero, but I really, but like, it's like that, you know, and I'll tell my husband, I'll be like, I'm really starting to struggle with this, you know, again. And it's just like an admit, you know, cause, because I think we can be addicted to thinking about health and, you know, our body image in unhealthy ways. So it's like, if I treat that, like, you know what, I'm, I'm getting a little addicted to this worrying about something so silly, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's just like, I, I make different packs with myself that like, I'll, I'm still going to wear shorts with what my legs look like. Like I'm still going to go swimming. Like I'm not going to let body image hamper like my quality of life and living, yeah. you know, and no matter what it is, like if I just dried my hair, I'm still going to go swimming with my kids, you know? So I right. think it's just that like, um, so, so I say that in like, the, like I struggle, I've struggled with these things and I do struggle with them in real time, but I've come so far that yeah. I love helping people through yeah. that because I can relate. And I really, it's so, it's such an imprisonment. And yeah. I just like, that's my, just like, it's not just health, but like, I just want people to be free, to be free to be pursue health. And, um, and so I think that's the thing. And it, like, and like you kind of said, it's the best thing that came out, but I, I wouldn't have willingly chose it. Oh, let's go through this hell, you know, but that's, that's how it works. Um, so our paint, you know, your mess becomes your message. Yes. So, you know, so yeah, that's what I would say is just resolidifying the desire to help free, you know, especially women, but it's coming to men more and more now too. So it is, it is, it is definitely for sure. So would you say you are well on your way to building the body that serves and supports your life? Well, it's ironic timing because so part of the like overtraining in the military and just the like abusing my body um, led me to kind of this um, chronic knee issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like always there to remind me. Um, and so that's really impacted like 
you know, I used to rock climb and now I'm like, I don't want to rock rock climb. Like I can't risk an injury. You know, I used to like love soccer and now it's like, that's scary. You know, I still want to have more kids and with a bum knee. So that, so I actually, my knee was kind of starting to act up more. And so I scheduled an appointment with the doctor. Mm -hmm. This is for today. And, um, Monday, I like walked and my knee totally like locked up, gave out. Like I was like this crippling grandma, like, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it happened. Like I've never had like an actual, I've always had like chronic pain, but I've never had like one injury like that. Yeah. And so, so yes, I do believe I'm building that body, but it right now it feels like, you know, I was, and, and I was, you know, doing so good and being able to work out. And now I'm like, I don't know what type of workout to do. Cause it's like premature to go to a PT because I have to get an MRI, you know, and all that. Yeah. So, what is, so, um, I would say, yeah, it's evolving. Cause now I, I've had two kids. So I have a three-year-old and I have a 20 month old and then I miscarried in May. Mm. And so like, talk about like, rebuilding the temple after it's like fallen down you know like yeah, you have a kid. and then so now it's like you're older your metabolism you know you're in right. that sort of thing and you know you're breastfeeding and then so it's just such a weird time but I like I think this fits along with your theme of like I feel like it is like 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 um like a clay like being molded like continually yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Cause I think just thinking about your story is like, I think that if this had been an injury, if this had happened to you, maybe like 10 years ago, if your knee would have gone through, you would have probably pushed through it without even Mm -hmm. stopping to think about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh shit, I should probably get this looked at. I feel like you're owning it. You're taking responsibility for it and being like, Oh, I need to have this looked at because I still have this parenting job to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I can't afford, you know, <laughs> that same day my kids wanted to walk to a park and I literally, thank God my neighbor helped me because they were getting, my kids were getting so frustrating because they don't just walk. It's not like, oh, we walk to the park. First of all, I couldn't hardly walk. And I, I, I let them talk me into going to the park and like one is trying to push a cart and the other is like pushing the wagon long story short it was like I'm like no we need to go home like we need to go home I'm like freaking out and um so we so basically we get to like almost a block away and my daughter wants me to hold her and I can hardly walk but I don't hold her but then I need to push her buggy thing that she insisted on bringing and pull the wagon that my (laughs) three-year-old is in now and I was like no, you need to walk. And my neighbor's like, do you need help? I was like, and I cried. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I can't afford being laid up. And you know, cause I don't, I, if I don't have to, I don't want to sacrifice things. You know, I don't want sure. to sacrifice walks and stuff, sure. but yeah. And if I want to like carry another baby and still be active in it, like I can't have my knees being shot. So I have to think about not what can right. I push myself at 33, but what is going to allow me to walk when I'm 80. And sure, since I, exactly. 
and and since I like I was hard on my body, I kind of have those. I don't want to say forever consequences, but it is a residual thing that I have to work around. So yeah, yeah. So your body's gonna be like your your thing, you know. Like once mm-hmm. you've once you start to, you know, get to that point, like paying attention to those injuries and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I I feel like sometimes we take that for granted, like what we did to ourselves in our twenties is like gonna show up again in our thirties and forties, like as reminders of like you do remember that you abused the hell out of me for you know, yeah. a good chunk of your life. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's so hard to like, I don't even know if I could have went back and told myself that because yeah. just different priorities. Now, so it's like my priorities Definitely. changed and, but then, Definitely. you know, that was my priority. And I think that's a little bit of what I'm grieving now mm-hmm. is that I'm grieving that I got so caught up in pressures about what other people thought yeah. that I really ended up just hurting myself. Yeah. And that's like, and I think it's kind of like a forgiveness of like to myself, you know, and it's you know, part of the process too. Definitely. So what is something for maybe like if there's a younger listener out there, or even like an older listener who's looking at this bodybuilder project, like building the body that serves and supports me, like what's mm-hmm. something that you would leave them with? Um, I would what's coming to mind is like just um, embracing this idea of like what it means to listen to your body because your body will talk. Are you listening? And it's a process. So, cause I remember I went on a study abroad trip when I was 18, I think. Yeah. 18, 19. Right. And um, I remember there was this girl in her twenties who was just like, yeah, I think my body needs this. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing I have ever heard. But it stuck to me, you know? And so like, I knew I was meant to hear it, but I didn't know what it meant. But like, I, you know, I like, I kind of like wrestled with that. And now the older I get, it's like, I know what she means. So if Mm -hmm. I could be that voice to somebody of like, your body, you know, and, and so it's like, for now, how that plays out, like, so again, I hurt my knee. So last night, um, I just was like, honey, I really, or like two nights ago, I was like, I really think I just need to go in the tub. And, you know, and so, and I hadn't taken like a bath in like a really long time. I think I do it more when I'm pregnant and stuff. So anyways, like I sat in the tub for like an hour and a half. And I just think like, I, like, I just was like, I didn't fight it. I was like, why do I just keep thinking about a bathtub? It's because I really think I need to go in the tub. And I did. And it was really good, not just physically, but even emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like listening to those cues instead of like turning them off, just like tuning in. So that's what I I would say. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I think that's something that you know, um, I know I, for one, have been tapping into, especially as I get older and get more into um, my nutrition and fitness mm-hmm. and spirituality and all yeah. of those things. And, you know, I've heard people say, like, I don't label my nutrition because sometimes I am vegan and sometimes I eat lots of meat and sometimes yeah. I just eat vegetables. So, like, they don't label how, you know, they don't label how they eat because it varies depending on what their body is asking for and yeah. tapping into that level of, um, of communication. So in off of that, the best like plan I've ever heard is to 
be a varietarian. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's so like workout or, you know, social life or that, you know, yeah. is that a varietarian? And varietarian. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I, I think that like when I hear that, that's what I think of. And, and I love that saying. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for being with all of the technical difficulties, all of that. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story with not only the Facebook public, but my podcast yeah. um, and all of that. And for Facebook viewers and podcast listeners, I will be back next Thursday with Jasmine and her, her um, soul nourishing journey. I'm really excited to share this story. Okay. I'm excited to share all of these stories because I get to pre-interview these people and oh my God, we have a blast on the phone. So yeah, <laughs> I know. It's really... so fun. And like just listening to you, I feel like you have such a good um, podcast voice. Thank like, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with the bodybuilder episode uh, five. Um, I don't even know what episode because like podcast episode is on two and Facebook episodes on five and whatever guys it's just another episode of my builder it's a weird world in 2020 <laughs> it's 2020 and i love the podcast um the good news is is that as of today google has said that my podcast is up on their platform it is all available on the apple podcast platform so divinely you podcast on apple podcast and on google um and i will post links to that on my facebook page to be shared out with everyone so Thank you for joining me and I will yeah. talk to y'all next time. Thanks, Anna. Thank you, Sarah, for what you do. Have a great night. <laughs> Thank you. All right.